0: We're doing Coming to America, the second Coming to America, these <laughs> long awaited 30 Isn't years. Well, it's been 30 years since the first one, so you know, it's been long. Uh, Coming to America has been in development for like a pretty long time, uh, and they finally kind of got some headway in like 2017. Uh, and then it was supposed to come out sometime last year, but pandemic stuff pushed it back even further. And then uh, Amazon Prime, I think, bought it for 125 mil. So oh bought the bought the rights to this for 125 mil. Basically, the studio that made it is like, we're not going to make it back at theaters because can't really put it out very much. So Amazon Prime was like, "We'll we'll take it off your hands. We'll add it to our streaming content. People love coming to America. So this is uh, <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall's big comeback vehicle, I guess. Uh, have either of you seen the first one, even heard of the first one? Uh, Jess, Nicole, anything?
1: I didn't even know there was a first one. Uh, this seems like a standalone movie. So, like, what, what happened the first time? Uh, uh,
0: I guess probably, I'll talk about it a little bit the plot part, but uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably pretty much this. I uh, I never seen it, but I'm very familiar with it. I know of it. I know the premise, and I knew who was in it. So I didn't know if I needed to see the first one, but I can only imagine if it's something comedic like this, I really probably didn't have to see it.
0: I don't, I think you can watch this without. I mean, all the, like a lot of the little side characters you get in this were characters in the first one. And then there's also some references to some other like 80s Eddie Murphy movies. So we'll talk about that when we get in. But uh, you don't need to know all those things, although maybe it'll help. Enjoyment levels. I'm not I can sure. Honestly,
2: say that I didn't feel left out at all by not seeing the first one.
0: Yeah. I saw the first one not when I was young. Like I saw it maybe a couple years ago for the first time, just to catch up with it. It's pretty funny. I like it. It's not my favorite of the Eddie Murphy comedies of that era, but uh, it's it's competent. There's some, there's some good jokes in there. But uh, coming to coming to America. Uh, the African monarch Akeem learns he has a long-lost son in the United States and must return to America to meet this unexpected heir and build a relationship with his son. Um, there's some other stuff that happens too, but uh, that's that's the main middle driving plot. So if you haven't seen Coming to America, or the original Coming to America, uh, they're both on Amazon Prime, uh, so go check those out. We're going to spoil Coming to America, and I'll probably reference the first one as well, so... Amazon Prime for all of it. Go check it out before we spoil it. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria. And those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. It's his 30th wedding anniversary uh, for Prince Akeem and his his, uh, queen or princess Lisa, his wife. Uh, And they are summoned to Zamunda, which is their kingdom, uh, because their dying father, who is uh, once again James Earl Jones... Uh, says he needs to they need an heir to the throne and they find out from their loyal subject simi who's arsenio hall that uh, he has an illegitimate son in queens from the time he visited america the first time 30 years ago during the first movie Uh, so we get some flashbacks to confirm it and uh, he's got to go to america to get this son who is uh, in between jobs he seems to be a nice enough kid trying a little bit but uh he's not getting anywhere he's got a, a family uh i'll meet all of those c- crazy cast of characters led by leslie jones yep leslie jones is the mom uh tracy morgan's the uncle a couple other good character actors are the family uh but they're gonna go back to uh when the king gets there bring prince king akim He gets there, he takes the son back to Zamunda, and they're starstruck. They're like, oh, it's great, we got all this stuff now, look at all these, like, royal things, we're just from, we're a, you know, a lower income family from Queens, and now we got Big kingdom. Fish out of water. Crazy. Uh, Also going on in the background, uh, there is uh, Prince Akeem's three daughters, the oldest of which is uh, supposed to take the throne, except that Zamunda does not allow women to be rulers. Uh, And there is also an antagonist group uh, led by General Izzy, who's played by Wesley Snipes. And they are like a parody of like a military group group kind of people they they do they're very militant they always got guns but they also are played for laughs they're very silly uh but uh he's trying to get his kids to marry into zamunda so that they can have a stronger relationship between the countries and there's uh, the plot is is a lot of stuff happens but i think it all makes enough sense uh jess what do you think of this plot
1: so i am going to say brennan i Well, first of all, I'm going to say I don't think you like this movie for the obvious reasons, as we've all seen this movie before in so many different forms. Um, (laughs) It's so stereotypical, every single thing that happens in this. Um, All the jokes, the Mm -hmm. quote-unquote plot twist. It's everything that we've seen millions of times before. That's probably going to be my, my biggest criticism of the plot. So it is a comedy, and I don't know if I found every joke that funny, there were definitely some funny moments, but I'd probably say, like, 20% of the jokes actually made me laugh. Um, <laughs> it, it just wasn't my style. It was, I don't know, I've said this before, but it just seems like it was just, like, cheaply done, put together, made to have some, like, corny laughs and weird stuff. But I I found it kind of drowning to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to give the plot, like, a 2-5.
0: Yeah, that's, uh... It's, uh Okay, what do you think, uh, Nicole?
2: Interesting. I didn't know what Jess was gonna think about this. Um... I didn't, like I said, I didn't see the first one, but I imagine it's pretty much the same jokes just rejuvenated 30 years later for this one. And, I mean, like, the they brought in a lot of the same things that happened, like the barbershop troupe and all those people, so the jokes of it and, like, using the same plot scenarios that they did the first time, I guess was just trying to bring back the people that enjoyed the first one. I th- I don't think, and I think Brennan can vouch for this, I literally did not release a chuckle one time during this whole thing. One time
0: you did. One, one single joke, or it was barely a joke, made you laugh. <laughs> what was it? It was when... Um uh they don't have enough candles for their son's birthday and th- the the, gra- the grandma's like we only got 10 candles and they was all just like just break them in half and then and and you know and then we'll have enough and then she's like well we're still only gonna have 20 candles that that made you laugh and then, <laughs> it had
2: nothing to do with the movie <laughs> yeah but that was, oh, was one, one thing that made and then
0: everything else you were stone-faced or visibly angry
2: what's that actress's name
0: the one the the grandma uh, I don't yeah. remember she was in a uh, Star is born she was a, a cashier that's how that's that's what I oh, first think of that's not what
2: I recognize her from anyway she's she's a um, tv
0: character actor. people will recognize her she's yeah. got short hair short uh dyed blonde just look hair look her up
2: you're on the you're on the page so i uh i didn't think any of this was funny if if anything i was just so bored with exactly what Jess said that this is the same movie chopped and screwed 15 different ways and it comes out as the same jokes like ugh, god how many times and i me me and brennan just turned to each other every time and we're like and on cue one two three say this line and that's exactly what happened surprisingly eddie murphy was the most non-offensive thing to me in this which is a, saying a lot because i've never really enjoyed anything that he's done um but i thought that he was okay in this and the rest of the movie and just the overly hyped new york people and the the i don't want to sound like i'm saying anything inappropriate but like just oh we're playing up that we're from the from the ghetto of queens and we're don't have anything to our name and now we're coming to this extravagant palace it's like oh god how many times we have to do this um (laughs) i'm gonna give it only because they stayed true to what the first one was i guess i'm gonna give it a two
0: lunell is the name of that actress i was able to find it she's what is it lunell she goes yeah one 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 word name yeah um yeah, she's she's my favorite character in this. That's like a Mama K thing to say. Oh, this one character has three lines. It's my favorite character. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the I think the plot for me is the high point in this, in that I understand what's happening. I get I get mad when I don't understand what's going on in a movie at like at all, and it's not trying to be artistic. Like this is a basic slapsticky broad comedy.
2: Yeah, and basic.
0: Yes, it is basic. It is uh extremely foray-like and cliche, and uh, the best jokes in here are retreads of the old jokes, which were done better in the first one, um, which is a common complaint of sequels. I'm surprised in 30 years they couldn't think of anything else to do with these characters, uh, but it's basically the same stuff. And I, I, I don't hate the plot because... I it's completely predictable. You know the 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 son is gonna go off with the the hairdresser instead of the vapid queen of the or princess of the other tribe, just like in the first one. And you know that the uh, the daughter who beats the shit out of people is gonna take over as the queen because that's the way to go. To that's the character arc. You're gonna have this kingdom that's always had a king, and now there's a queen for the first time. It matches the times, it has an arc. So I, I, I don't it's very obvious, and it's not—it's not like particularly finessed, but it follows through. The character motivations make sense. Everyone's, except for the uh, the evil guy, the bad guy, the general Izzy. His his character doesn't make sense, and just kind of not at all. It changes with whatever the movie needs him to be at the time, which is fine. It's a broad comedy, so I, I don't—I don't harp on that kind of stuff too much. It rises and falls on whether the jokes work, and they're—they're um, they're very bad. These are not good. It's not a very funny movie, which is unfortunate because uh, I think the first one's pretty decently funny and it, there's also a Trading Places reference which is my favorite of the Eddie Murphy comedies of that time but uh, all of the best stuff is references to the old stuff and the old stuff is all better than the st- current stuff so we're left with a very bland story with that has anywhere between shoulder shrug jokes to cringy like hiding in my pillow because I can't even watch it jokes so that's a problem <laughs> The story is competent, but the jokes are not good. So I'm at a I'm at a two five for the plot, specifically the plot. But it's executed uh, familiarly, uh, competently, but extremely familiarly. Uh, lots of characters here. Who do we want to point out as particularly good or bad? Back to you, uh, Nicole.
2: Oh, well, like I said, Linnell is probably the favorite character because she's just the funniest person actress in general of all these people to me um i always liked arsenio hall too but his character didn't really leave much of an impression on me don't um, you mean
0: characters eddie murphy and arsenio uh, hall God, just like in the first one played about horrifying
2: five people. <laughs> that horrifying uh pastor that he plays at the end is so bizarre and the that, witch doctor who 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 was playing that
0: the the witch doctor is also arsenio hall
2: Oh my god, that was Arsino so Hall scary.
0: The reverend of the church, the right-hand barber, and the witch doctor, and then Eddie Murphy's two of the other barbers, as well as the singer at the end. So, they all got multiple
2: roles. Oh my god, that witch doctor is so terrifyingly grotesque. I uh, liked the oldest daughter. I thought that she really was a good actress, too. I, I, I enjoyed her part. And I like that her scenes weren't over the top, like her freaking out or anything like it was, it was worked in the context of the movie. I'm not a fan of Leslie Jones. I'm still not a fan of Leslie Jones after this because she's so annoying to me. Um, And just the whole barbershop scenes are not my taste. And I'm, that's probably people's favorite part of these movies, but I don't, like them for my own personal reasons that I'm not going to get into on this. Not nobody really stands out to me there. And oh, the who's the um the prince? The he's annoying too. He's annoying too. Le- uh, Jermaine, annoying. Jermaine everybody. Jermaine Fowler character. Lavelle. Everybody sucks. Everybody sucks. Okay. Um, <laughs> and Tracy Morgan sucks too. um Aww. You don't think he's annoying in this? <laughs>
0: i like tracy morgan in general and he this isn't his best role but he's I well, he's I not
2: mean in general no but he, he's, he's he's
0: not the he's not even in the bottom 10 characters so i think that's, oh i that's, disagree
2: okay um i don't know i don't i don't have much to say about these because nobody strikes me as well as a wonderful performance and i did say that eddie murphy was the least offensive and i do mean that um as the <laughs> as the king <laughs> which is crazy um i didn't mind him in this either so i'm just gonna i'm gonna have to give it like a like a 1.5 for them
0: what do you got jess
1: um so when i first saw eddie murphy i feel like the last movie i remember him in is eddie murphy in the haunted mansion or something like that so <laughs> that, I, that checks I knew- out to
0: the jess the jess canon of what she knows <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I knew Eddie Murphy was in it, and I was like, okay, that's cool, I haven't seen him in a while. But when I visually saw him, it just gave me flashbacks to uh, Eddie Murphy in the Haunted Mansion, so <laughs> that was that was. He looks
2: pretty good. He looked pretty good
1: for his age. Yeah, he's like, he, he really he was, did.
0: I think he's like 60 now, and yeah, he looks, he looks good for 60.
1: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have guessed he was sixty. So opposite of Nicole, my favorite character was Mary. And when I say I, I laughed like at twenty percent of the jokes. It was, oh, it was probably Mary's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I also like the older sister. She was probably my favorite too. I like um the new girlfriend, the one who's a hairstylist. I mm-hmm. guess now a wife. And those are probably my top favorites. Everyone else is just kind of like, eh. And I agree with Nicole that those old creepy looking guys were like ridiculously creepy looking. They didn't have to make them look that grotesque and like <laughs> chivalry and whatever. Like it, it, I didn't, I wanted to close my laptop screen when I was watching that. It was just like. <laughs> it was disturbing. They, they didn't, I overly did that. Like overly. I don't, I don't, Ugh. I don't get it. I think that, uh, what's the main character's name again? Uh, the, um,
0: the king or the, king, the or, or, uh, Akeem is the king. The son is Lavelle. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I, I found him to be so oblivious to everything. Um, I mean, the entire plot is oblivious, but he was just, he played it to the T. He was surprised at every corner. He thought of those clever ideas when he was supposed to. Like, everything about him was extremely predictable, which made him extremely boring. Truth. I am going to give the characters a 2 probably knocked up from a 1.5 because um, I thought Mary was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I,
0: my favorite characters are actually a lot of the new characters. I think I think Lavelle's not bad. I don't... See, all the characters I like aren't funny, though, and that's the part where I'm like, the plot is fine because I can follow what's happening. I kind of don't... I don't hate these new characters. Like, I like Lavelle. I like the, the oldest daughter. Uh, I like the the hairdresser, um, the hairdresser who becomes the, the the wife later. Um, those are all good characters, and they're all new characters. And then when we um we go back to yeah, all of the Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall characters who in the first one were pretty like they, it works when it's made in like what 1989 or whenever the first one was made. Like those characters work better in that time period. Right. A lot of these jokes work better in 1989. I think if this sequel came out in like 2004. Like, this would be a pretty funny comedy that people would be like, oh, yeah, it's a good movie. And then we'd look back now and be like, oh, it doesn't really hold up.
1: Because now the jokes are so much older because we've seen it, like, between 2004 and, like, 2020. It's harkening
0: it's to a time where it's, it, this, it just doesn't work anymore. Comedies don't hold up, have a hard time holding up as far as, like, over time old dramas can be good old sci-fi can look cheap and weird but at least can be enjoyable old comedies only work in their time period because comedy changes it's a
2: very specific clientele to these you have like the adam sandler fans and the eddie murphy fans and they like enjoy this type of comedy still but it's it's not it's not a popular thing anymore
0: no, it's not a. Uh, it's not the, the the mainstream comedy, and it was never really my style for the most part. I like some uh, mid two thousands Will Ferrell stuff. That's about as far as my broad comedy goes, uh, and a cup co- and a couple of these older Eddie Murphy movies. I like Forty Eight Hours. I like uh, I like Trading Places. Uh, this is okay. The, the original. This is okay, um, but the older characters don't really work. I I'm not a. Uh, I don't really care for the Mary character. I did. It uh, doesn't. Uh, Add a lot for me. I don't think her humor is my kind of humor. Um, (laughs) I, I, Wesley Snipes is pretending to be is like, you know, he's basically trying to make all that money back from that income tax evasion thing that he had happen a couple years back. So, uh, if his character made any sense, maybe I'd like it more. He's he's almost funny. Yeah, it's just that it's just that the characters I like aren't the funny ones, and it's a comedy, and that's a problem. So I'm gonna give. There's
2: so many other characters that were just unnecessarily added in here like fucking morgan freeman oh it can be matumbo yeah i, cam I cam briefly
1: is. saw morgan freeman i was I, I did a double take and i was like wait a second
2: <laughs> yeah Louis anderson and um amos john amos or is it named John
0: Amos? Salt and pepper in here.
2: Gladys Knight's in here. Oh my God! Why are all these people
0: in this? Well, I was gonna talk about this kind of stuff in the visual and sound because there's a, I, I think that's actually there's actually some stuff to talk about for me personally in there. So we'll go on to that now. Visual and sound. Uh, this well, what is, was your
2: vote for? What was your number?
0: Oh, um, I'll give it a two. I'll give it a two. The comedic characters are are pretty not funny, but the the main new characters are actually fine. Like they're not. I'm offensively changing my
2: bad. vote. My favorite character was the second daughter because she didn't say a word in the whole thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know if she did.
0: <laughs> yeah, the third da- daughter is sometimes trying to like vibe with like what's going on, and then the second daughter <laughs> Wait, looks at she, her like, "Stop one it!" Which was a really
1: nerdy one. That was the middle daughter. <laughs> the middle daughter yeah. is the nerdy one. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: Oh, well, I that's either. yeah, because <laughs> the, the third daughter would start vibing with like the music going on or something, and then the, the middle daughter would look at her and be like. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This give is...
2: the same look that I was giving to the yeah. TV. Yeah, <laughs> it was
0: channeling Nicole, so um, <laughs> uh, visual and sound. This is back to Jess.
1: Um, I think visual and sound is going to be my highest score because I do really like the costumes. I thought they were really unique. They were really well done. Um, they look like they put a lot of time and effort into it, and I like the exoticness of the movie. Um, there hasn't been too much of that, or things movies that I've seen that had that kind of element to it. I'm going to bring it down a notch with the lion scene, because
2: oh, God. that just looked
1: so fake. <laughs> <Awful>. <laughs> and I guess that was a way for um, Lavelle to redeem himself and think of a clever trick, and like work his magic into making this print stuff work, but uh, I, I thought that was ineffective. It's, it's just a the visuals of the lion scenes were bad, um, but I like the whole different country. Again, like seeing all of the colors, um, you really don't seem like you're in America when you're watching it. So, uh, I thought I thought that was well done. So I'm going to I'll give the visuals a three five just just for that part. It's probably my highest score in the movie.
0: What do you got, uh, Nicole? Mm.
1: Well. But
2: i guess the biggest visual for me was all these excess celebrity cameos that were completely out of place and ridiculous i don't get any of it i don't get why we needed morgan freeman as like the undertaker or whatever when jayson <laughs> jones died it's so <laughs> weird and then they have this like Celebration of Gladys Knight saying you're gonna die and you all and you suck or whatever she was saying. She's taking the
0: midnight train. (laughs) But
2: but it was it was bad. It was bad. And then Salt Um, and
0: Pepper come out and do the one song. for Yeah,
2: I don't know. And then they had the other dance scene at the wedding at the end and they had someone else come out i don't even fucking know what was going on with that all the, this movie's so confusing the, this this uh the scenes don't make sense together like one minute we have wesley snipe's coming in saying we're going to have a war and then he realizes that he's not going to marry the daughter. And then he's like, "Okay, well now we're all fine. It's all in love." Like I don't get any of it. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, the 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 bad guy doesn't make any sense. Like he, because he's like a, he's kind of a he says like, he says he's a bad guy, but he doesn't do anything. And then the one time he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make you guys." do what I want and then the older daughter just beats the shit out of him with a stick and then he's like okay whatever. we're friends again like I don't, I don't really okay
2: yeah whatever and I agree that lion scene is difficult to watch <laughs> that I wasn't the only one no I don't like any of this I don't like this, the music I don't like the the. I mean the costumes are okay I don't know how appropriate they are you know I, I have no idea I don't care um I'm gonna give it a two <laughs>
0: The uh, I, what I liked about the first one for the visuals is it, everything looks um, cheesy and weird. That's what I liked about the original one. They do they go a little harder with the uh, especially the women's clothing in this one. They try to make it look like I don't know better because in the original one African what I, what, I, well, what is it. Well, what I always think of in the original one is the crowns. All the crowns and those jewels look like the fakest, cheapest pieces of shit ever. And that's part of the charm. That's part of what I like about the original one is that it looks like this crown was made for like like 10 cents. It looks like a dollar store crown. It looks obnoxiously cheap. <laughs> and that is what I... That's a good thing. That's That helps to make this whole scene seem farcical and helps with comedy in the original one. And it's a nice touch here in this one and then but then yes some of the elaborate dance scenes and all of the music stuff none of that hits at all like I don't think any of that's any any good at all uh and I the for the cameos I I told Nicole halfway through it was like we already got the Morgan Freeman we got all the dancers we need um we need an athlete who's the athlete cameo gonna be I was like is it gonna be Shaq I think maybe a Charles Barkley and then it's Mudumbo and I'm like oh okay well (laughs) I was I said there was gonna be one I knew there was gonna be an athlete in here uh, so they hit all those tropes that happens all the time in comedies where you have, oh, look, it's Famous Person. Isn't that wacky? That, uh, what other visual sound? Uh, there's the funny stuff in Coming to America's the original one, is how cheap things look. So I like when uh, whenever things look like they're done on a cheap set and looks fake and looks bad. Um, When they try to make like the the thing I didn't like, like CGI Elephant stood out to me more than CGI Tiger when there's literally just an elephant slowly walking between the two of them i'm like why do they got to call too so much attention to this thing cuz that it looks that looks very like done on a computer i don't know why i don't know why you do this but um uh, the, uh i'm not like a two i think just because none of the music's stuff or dance scenes or any of those kind of numbers work very well. Um, the, but the, I, I do like the cheap charm of those crowns. That's still my favorite piece. The jewels, <laughs> these giant, bulky, plastic-looking jewels hanging all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, they're, they're, Mary's they're golden
1: like... snake choker.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of that. Well, some of, some of. I feel like some of the the women's clothing was supposed to actually look like, oh, like this is trendy and like interesting and like cool looking. Whereas in the original one, it's supposed to be obnoxiously bad. Like it's supposed to be like a parody of what we think like this cool, this cool stuff looks like. And I feel like they kind of blurred that line a little much here. I, I want more cheap badness uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna keep those crowns. So the uh, ending I we kind of brushed over it. It's it's the obvious thing happens. The the son runs back to America with uh not the not his the person he's supposed to marry, but the the hairdresser, and they're about to get married at that <laughs> the guy's weird church. Uh, but then uh, King Hakim gets there just in time and says, "Don't. Oh, well, actually, you can if you want to. I just want you to be, do what's right for you, son. I didn't mean to put the pressure on you like my dad did in the first movie or something. Is not what he literally said, but it's pretty much what he said. And then the the girl is like, oh, I." I don't. I want to go back to Zamunda. Actually, let's not get married here. And then he's like, "Oh, all right, it's a good idea. I'm poor here, so I should probably <laughs> go to the place where I get to be a prince." Uh, so they go back. Uh, meanwhile, General Izzy has the shit beat out of him by uh, the the prince, the princess, and I guess Semi's there too, but he didn't really do anything. Uh, and then they get married at the end. It's a Big ceremony, and then we find out that uh, the daughter is going to take over as queen, not the son as king. He'll be like some. Uh, ambassador guy uh so and and then i guess the the wesley snipes is cool with them now so everything's at peace everyone everyone's everyone's got their lives and their money and their everyone got everyone got what they wanted so nice happy ending except us (laughs) except the audience resonance and feel back to nicole
2: i've i was fuming watching this honestly i hated it so much and I did not want to continue it, but I persisted. She did. See, I asked her multiple times. I was like, I'll, if you want to bail out,
0: I don't do this often, but I can, I'll take you off if you want to come off. And she's like, no, I've already started it. Let's just get through
2: it. I was not wasting that hour and whatever that I watched before you asked me. Uh, so It was only like 24 um, minutes, but you felt, <laughs> you thought it was an hour. <laughs> uh, I was just so repulsed by most of the character situation and all of this that i couldn't enjoy any of it not that there was much for me for me to even enjoy like the jokes are overdone they're old they're just monotonous to watch the whole beginning with louie anderson and and the whole McDonald's thing, like I don't know if that's a reference to the previous one, but I didn't care for it. So, yeah, McDonald's—that's
0: eat... in the original one.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that. So, if I didn't, it, it might have been different if I had seen the first one. But without it, I'm like, God, this is awful. I don't like the whole thing of them coming over the, the mom and son and she's acting like a total fish out of water and it's like oh, how many times are we gonna do this and i don't like how predictable the end was but i mean they're just following the they're just following the script of a classic comedy movie from sketch artists that do multiple Actors, are uh, multiple parts in a scene, like it's just, it's all the same, and it just doesn't feel fun. I don't know who the fuck was waiting for this to come out. I don't know why they made a second one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a one.
0: <laughs> just
2: coming one America.
1: Uh, coming one, say, one America. <laughs> I think all of us are um, going to have a very similar score for this section. I agree if I watched the first one and, and then I knew, like, however many years later they made a second, it probably would have more resonance to me. Um, but I didn't know there was a first one, didn't watch it. And this was, again, standalone itself. I don't feel like I had to. I'm also going to give this a one. I'm going to forget about it. it. I watched this in three pieces and I couldn't even finish it last night. I woke up even earlier today to finish the <laughs> last hour because I just had to muster through it. I watched like thirty minutes during my lunch break, and then thirty minutes after work, and then I'm like, I, "This is one hour a day is just enough." And then I I watched the last hour this morning, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was hard for me to get through this one, um, and I am going to quickly forget it. So I don't know how much my time was even worth watching this. So yeah, also a one. <laughs>
0: I was I was starting to cool. like I'm like I'm not sure what Jess. I'm like there's a possibility Jess likes this because you she you like of, of all of us you like the broad comedy slapsticky stuff the most and even you did not. Talk, this was wasn't. I liked bad. Mary. <laughs> Yeah, that's I thought it was going to be even more of that. I thought it was going to be uh even more of that style of humor which again that doesn't work for me either. Um yeah, as the only one who's seen the original, it doesn't ri- any references to the original doesn't rise above oh, remember this? I remember those guys in the barbershop. I remember the weird singer and I remember the reverend and I remember McDowells and I remember the beads and I remember that's all it it's it really isn't anything above that. Uh, this works as a standalone movie as well as it does a sequel, which is not super well. Like it, it works enough as in it makes sense, you know what's happening, it's just not very funny at all, which is, it's a comedy, and it's a broad comedy, it's not going for anything deeper, it's going purely for comedic laughs and if that's your one goal then your one goal you have you have failed um it is not it has like it's getting like a mixed reviews across the board so like 50-ish percent on metacritic tomatoes audience score surprised it's that high i'm i'm surprised there's an uh that many not just people who like this but the, the critics seem to like it enough too. like more than i would have expected um yeah it's a one i very forgettable uh and uh I'm surprised for a movie that was made 30 years ago, you finally make the long-awaited sequel. Again, long-awaited. I don't know for who. Maybe for Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall because they don't do anything anymore. But long-awaited, and uh, it, it does. It's it's the most basic thing you could come up with, which is uh, disappointment. So we're at the end here. Coming to America. Uh, Jess, you recommend it.
1: Nope.
0: Nicole.
2: <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, three unenthusiastic <laughs> no's for coming to America. Unfortunate, but uh yeah, well, what do you and do?
2: You know what's going to be the worst thing? If this is James Earl Jones's last performance, it's just going to be real sad. How
0: old is he? At right? they literally
2: they were... propped him up in a casket for a scene that just blows <laughs> me away that he agreed to that.
0: I said, I was like, I bet that's not even a set. That's just his bedroom, the one where they filmed <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> where they're like, I'll come back, but you gotta come and film me in my bed. I'm not even getting up. It's a Sunday morning before my errands. <laughs> 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 uh, he is. Let's see, he's 90 years old. So, uh, oh God, uh, I, ho- I hope this isn't this isn't it for him because yeah, not not a great movie for such a. Such a beloved actor to go out on. But uh, yeah, three not recommends for coming to America. That's it for this one. If you want to uh, recommend stuff for us to watch, because we have a couple listener suggestion slots coming up, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, reach out on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And we're also, uh, you can also email the show, women at gmail.com. More new stuff coming out, another host pick coming up, as well as more listener suggestions. But that's it for now for this Thank you, guys for, thank you guys for enduring yeah. this. I, it wasn't yeah. unenjoyable for me either, but... Uh, we you know. love you. <laughs> Until next time, this is Brennan signing off, saying thanks for listening, and enjoy your movies.
2: Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore pod on facebook at films with the women in my life and on twitter at films women pod finally you can email the show with questions and suggestions at films with the women at gmail.com original music for the show was created by ian burke and chris iwanek original artwork created by nicole Telesio. this show is produced by brennan snyder thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies